You are listening to The Exchange with Joy and Katie, a podcast that inspires people to pursue their passion with purpose and to make an impact. Advancing the kingdom everywhere. We love to chat with inspiring people to exchange ideas on how we can live radical, Jesus-centered lives on Monday through till Saturday, as well as Sundays. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Exchange podcast. This is Joy hosting an exchange of ideas, usually with Katie, but she's not with me today. And we connect with people who understand that their workplace is their mission field and their Monday to Saturday is their ministry. Uh, We're talking to everyday people uh, who apply their skills and their passions in the different spheres of society to advance the kingdom everywhere. And we find ourselves right in the middle of COVID-19 lockdown. And we're asking some incredibly gifted and insightful people to uh, tell us their reflections uh, on this season, what it's been like for them in their work, uh, to talk about what they're reclaiming and finding significant and important in the season, and then to uh, really talk to us about the uh, character assets, the things that they feel are important for a good reset to set Uh, their faces towards the future as we begin to emerge out of this and uh, rebuild and reform something of uh, our society and our nation. And so uh, today I'm joined by my friend Hannah Miller. Hi, Hannah. Hello. Hi. This is It's nice to have you with us. This is a real opportunity for us to dig into uh, your work and your calling and who uh, and what God is doing through you and your sphere of work. And I know that um, you represent uh, quite a few different spheres and so you straddle across them. So we're really looking forward to talking to you as a bit of a hybrid um, uh, example (laughs) of uh, you partnering with God to advance the kingdom everywhere. So why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and uh, what you were doing at 11.30 last Wednesday. Okay, so 11.30 last Wednesday was the sort of typical COVID juggle of sorting children. I've got three sons who are 11, 14 and 17 and actually hosting a webinar with about 250 young leaders in the NHS, trying to give them a bit of a a boost around their well-being and their sense of purpose in what they're doing right now. So yeah, plenty of juggling things going on here but yeah that was one of the things I was doing so I tend to find myself at the moment involved in webinars coaching training that kind of thing great we love to ask that question because it kind of gives us a bit more insight into uh people's day and their week but you're a uh leadership coach and um uh, tell us a bit about that what does that mean Okay, so for the last few years, I've had my own business, which is essentially around wanting to support people in becoming more brilliant at being themselves. So there is sort of two sides to my work. There is the individual side, which is involving coaching, one-to-one sessions with people in all walks and uh, spheres of life, helping them to find out more about their their purpose, whether they know Jesus or not, and helping them to discover the person that they were made to be. And that may be to help them lead better, lead their organizations, their families, their teams in all sorts of ways better. I use strengths, for those of you that have heard of strengths, I use a strength-based approach. So that's one side of the work. Then on on the other side, I work with teams and businesses and organizations, helping them to more effectively work together. 
So um, I help them look at the way their teams are set up, not so much around this is the role and the function of the person, but who they are and what do they bring to this organization so that they can be doing what they do more effectively and more brilliantly, basically. So my work involves coaching, training, speaking. I also love to do speaking engagements where I'm talking around sort of personal development and character at the heart of our leadership. And just to say, for me, the word leadership is really broad. I think it's, we yeah. could have a whole podcast on that, but it's not about being, oh, I've got to have a team of 100 to be a leader. We lead in our homes. We lead when there's anybody who is following our example and I actually really believe we're all called to lead in some way, shape or form. Wow, that's amazing. So that's, You're that's totally... Another story. <laughs> that's amazing. You're totally speaking the uh, GLX uh, community's language. So... Uh, we were going to have you speak, uh, and hopefully yes. we will definitely uh, get you at One some day. point when we're when we're allowed <laughs> to be together. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's jump into the questions that we've been asking. Um, oh. I'd love I'd love to hear your reflections on this season, like what you've lost or what your spheres lost, the people that you're connecting with. But also, tell us what you're reclaiming. What do you uh, know that is really necessary now to take with you sure. into the next season? Okay. So in terms of what. Uh, I feel that we've lost or I've lost or been recognizing is that I felt like I lost momentum to start with. There was a sense of this is the direction of travel um, and now I can't go down that road. It was nothing that was foreseen. I'm, you know, was sort of devastated a couple of months ago when everything started to fall apart around me. Um, I've mm. sort of lost the ability to plan in the way I usually would. I had all these ideas for this year of, of what I would be doing and how it would look. Um, I've lost the ability to do face-to-face work, which is the bread and butter of what I do. Um, mm. I mentioned the NHS earlier. I do a lot with their leadership program, and obviously the NHS are very busy at the moment. So all of that has just overnight gone. So I sort of felt like I lost momentum. I lost my ability to plan my steps and, and do things in the way I would want to. And there was definitely... Um, a lot of connection that came through that lack of contact that I was having with that wide variety of people. Um, and it's probably I lost confidence to start with as well. There was a real confidence knock. What am I going to do? And I yeah. almost felt like I lost my job, Joy, to be honest. Like the way I could wow. describe the emotions in the first few days. It, mm. I, I remember going for a walk with my husband, Sam, and saying to him, I feel a bit like I've lost my job or that mm. I am a total failure. And I don't know whether there'll be other people listening who resonate with that, but um, I obviously moved on from that pace, but those initial feelings did very much feel like loss. Mm. But to answer the other half of your question, what have I realised is important and reclaimed? There is so much um, that I would say I've reclaimed. And I tried to get it down to sort of three words because I could cover more with that. So one was connection. Um, yeah. I feel like I've reclaimed other kinds of connection, like family connection, meaningful connection um, with those people and connection in a different way with uh, the people that I work with and the clients that I serve. And definitely connection with God. It's been, um, obviously, it's always a priority, but it's felt different in this season and the need mm. to make sure the real priority of connection. So that's something I've realized it's important. Rhythm. I think there's some new rhythms that have come from this time that probably most of us are experiencing. Things that we're doing as a family unit, things that I'm doing with my work that I really want to try and cultivate and continue beyond this, at this yeah. rhythm and giving myself time to breathe. I think the, the one thing with homeschooling and having kids around is it is forcing me to come up for air, whereas often I would just <laughs> plug away and carry on with yeah. what I'm doing. 
um, yeah. would stop and have lunch, you know, and normally I would be on the hoof grabbing something and, and carrying on. So those rhythms have been something that I realise are important, even for those of us who like to be really busy and on the go, those of us who are not so contemplative in nature. And then the last one is I've realised that imperfection is important, which might sound like a funny thing to say, but I think it forced me down a road of doing things before I feel ready again in this season. And that imperfection is okay. It's okay not to have everything sorted and not to have everything nailed before you do it. So I want to try in that. I'm scared to say this because I, I actually love to present a perfect picture and I can do everything really well, but I want to try and continue to embrace this imperfection and that actually it isn't all okay and it isn't all polished and isn't all sorted. So those are some of the things I've realised are quite important in this season. Wow, that's really insightful and um, helpful as well. I see that resonating loads with me Mm -hmm. and also with some of the people that we've um, talked to uh, over the previous sessions as well. There's definitely a theme coming out and I love the whole... The rhythm thing um, is yeah. certainly something that um, it's almost like the Holy Spirit speaking to the body of Christ as well. And yeah. um, and it kind of brings us on to really that if we're going to reset well and we're mm. putting our feet on the starting blocks and we're starting to think, how do we um, emerge out of this? Um, I'd love to hear from you, particularly um, around anything, well, anything that you've um, you've got in terms of character assets and what you think yeah. uh, we need to reset you need to reset really well but how do we how do we keep that rhythm as we reset yeah. and go like what are the things that are important for us to be able to do that yeah oh, gosh there's, there's so much around the reset I think that um that I want to dig into over this, this season and to keep going I think one of the things that I, I would sort of add to the what I said before was that I think we need real courage um, in this resetting. It's going to take courage to do things differently. And that doesn't mm-hmm. mean sort of drumming up courage in yourself. I think it takes courage to, to lean into God and to recognize our limitations. I think that's something I've really wrestled with over this, this period of time is that I have limitations, that there is only so much I can do. And actually something about having these rhythms that we stop, we reflect, we bring God into it. It's almost like by doing that, that gives us the encouragement, the courage that we need to then step yeah. out. But, but from a place of limit, there's part of me in this season, Joy, that felt like there are so many things I should be doing, so many endeavours I could be exploring. I should yeah. be doing better on social media. I should be learning more about that. Oh, I don't do any <laughs> of that. What about my PR? What about that? And it can feel so overwhelming. And my head is then feeling full of, I'm just not doing any of that. So I'm a bit of a, you know... I'm failing or I'm not doing things well enough but I think these rhythms that that put restriction on us and almost limit us what what they're doing is it's pushing me back to dependency on Jesus um, in my work and in my life in a new way I think sometimes when we're competent at something we can just get cracking can't we and Mm -hmm. I've really felt reminded hugely over this season that um, my identity is not in what I do it's in who I am and who I am is found in Christ so I think for me to to be I mean this this sort of leads into where we're going further but for me to be um to be different the character that I need is this this courage to do it differently courage to Mm. um to not just flip back into those grooves that have been in my life for 40 years uh that they're well worn aren't they and actually to be out of that group takes quite a lot of, of courage 
And on top of that, I've really found the need to collaborate more. And I've seen so much of that across my sphere, both people that know Jesus and don't. There's been like yeah. this invisible dropping of walls that I've noticed, people mm. reaching out, people saying, can we work together on this? What are your thoughts around that? Let me be available to you. Let me help you. Um, yeah. And the ability to, to collaborate and to share, share resources, share knowledge, share experience, share learning has been something that's been really refreshing. That's also really challenged me because sometimes I can have a bit of a scarcity uh, attitude mm. or I need to keep this for myself or um, what mm. if there's not enough work to go around? I think there's probably lots of people in my sphere that can feel like that. What if I open yeah. up too much and there isn't enough for me or what if I do that and let people in and then they take what I have? And a verse that God has been speaking to me about all year and actually funnily enough, I was meant to be on retreat at the beginning of May, which of course, I haven't been um, yeah. treated, you know, my home, own home. The verse I really wanted to lean into God on, which I still feel is massively relevant, even though this year doesn't look anything like I thought it would, is when um, the story of the prodigal son and the older brother is so upset about the party that is being mm. um, laid on. And the father turns to him and says, my child, everything I have is yours. Mm. And there's something in that, in that simple sentence that, I think I want to dig more deeply into because if everything he has, he has is mine. That is where my courage comes from. That is where I yeah. can collaborate from. That is where I can resource from and not feel like I've got to drum it up, make it happen, um, and do it from my own resource, or feel like I might be overlooked or um, be left out. Because if I know deeply in my heart that everything he has is mine, it will never run out. So. I mean, I've sort of gone off a bit of a tangent there, but that is definitely something that I'm really looking at and thinking in terms of character is about that generosity, that sharing, that collaboration, that willing to give it away um, mm. as a way of sort of sowing a different approach in, into the sphere, into the sector, into the people I work with. You can have this. You can. I'll give you more than you expect. Um, it's yeah. It's kind of cultural, really. I absolutely love that and I think um, I'd love for us to chat another time in the um, yeah. and just spend maybe 20 minutes half an hour just talking about so so much gold in there and, and actually I want to ask how do you how do you like develop courage how do you develop generosity when you've got a mindset that says like keep it for myself rather than just practicing yeah. it there must be some really amazing tools that you've got that um uh, yeah, is there anything else on the reset or uh, should we hop I mean, on to reform? No, let, let's hop into reform because I think some of it sort of, you know, sort of leans into that anyway. So I'm happy to go there and yeah, sort of cool. something together. Great. Well, yeah, so we're asking these questions about um, if society is fragmented, chopped up, there's a new normal come in, like what's that look yeah. like? And we're the pe people of the new story where we can mm. shape something with our ideas and our words. Um, talk to us about some of the dreams that you've got for the people that you're serving and you're working with. And maybe I know you're a big picture person, some of the big picture thoughts that you've got for um, the re the reformation, the rebuilding uh, of what our nation can look like. Yeah. I mean, just talking to you, it feels, even just talking about this, it feels like I can just even sense the Holy Spirit now and it feels mm. weighty responsibility. It feels mm. overwhelming sometimes because there's such a desperate need, isn't there? For reformation on every yeah. possible level that we can look at and sometimes I can just feel that sense of how, what can I do and what part in the reforming do I um, 
do I take what what's my role and I think that's a mm. really for anyone who's listening I'd encourage them to think about you know we cannot do everything but we can do something and what is it in terms of that reformation we can be a part of and some of the things that God's spoken to me about both on the personal and then on the bigger picture level one is around humility um mm. The whole role of doing things the Jesus way around humility. I read something yesterday um, in a book I'm reading where it said, you cannot humiliate, that's what, that what is already humble. And, and when you take that humble road, nothing can be then taken from you in terms of you can't be humiliated, you can't be put down because you've taken that humble road. And, and in the world I spend a lot of time in, that is so opposite. To, to the way people mm. present themselves and of course people need to know what we're good at I don't mean that I, 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 I want people to know what I'm capable of doing and what I can do well but ha- pushing against the, the need to puff up and to, um, mm. to, to, to to feed into that self-promoting society I want to do that in yeah. a place of humility that, that is actually not shrinking back either humility is not yeah. about shrinking back it's not about Oh, I'm no good. I'm nothing. That's not humility. That's um, that's bordering on shame, isn't it? Humility, yeah. like this is who I am, and when I add in that, what God can do, there is so much that can be done. But in terms mm. of in the spe- sector I'm in, I've renamed my business Sidekick for this real reason. I felt God speak to me about the place of a sidekick is to make somebody else more brilliant. Often the sidekick mm. has such an important role to play, don't they? You know, they do things that. You, when you stop and pay attention, you think if, if it wasn't for them, that other person couldn't couldn't have got there. Um, like, I don't yeah. know, Hermione to Harry. Harry Potter would never have yeah. done what he did if he hadn't been who she was. You can think of a hundred examples. But that yeah. God wanted me to play that role of being comfortable mm. uh, with being somebody else's sidekick to cheer them on, to lead them into everything they're meant to be. And that obviously he can lift me up at any moment he wants to, but that my role is to be... Um, humble and walk alongside others to grow them. I'm not saying I've got this nailed, and I think it could sound very worthy. Um, but it's it's my what I want to reform. It's what I want to do differently. Yeah. I want to be more vulnerable in the space I'm in. I want wow. to be um, imperfect in that space. And yeah. I think the other thing that um, I want to try and do is, as a Christian in in my sphere is to speak truth to people, um, even if I'm not even if my conversation isn't going towards Jesus, although sometimes it does, that I can be mm. speaking that truth and freedom into people's lives that comes from the fact that I know Jesus. There are times when I'm coaching people that it feels quite prophetic. It can feel um, mm. it can feel like I'm pastoring in the workplace. I often say to Sam, I think I'm just being a pastor to people um, <laughs> in a different environment. Yeah. That's the way to yeah. describe it. And that, again, involves having courage to speak truth into people's lives and calling out freedom. Um, yeah. I've been listening to the Holy Spirit um, when I'm doing what could look like um, regular work. And something that I've, I'm trying to push into in terms of that reformation is that a couple of times a day, I've got a timer on my phone that it's just about stopping just for 30 seconds and reminding myself that Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, speak mm. to me. Holy Spirit, um, in this next conversation I'm about to have, let it be your words, let it be your truth. So I think there's a reformation around truth and speaking life to people um, yeah. that I, I would love to see come through in this next season. Can I carry on or yeah. do you want me to stop? <laughs> no, keep going, keep going. It's full, um, full of gold. And sort of along with that, I, somebody said to me the other day, this is a, she said, when you do your work, you, you're carrying the light. And I just love that phrase. I think there's a, re- 
again, a reformation around those of us who know Jesus in every sphere to carry the light into them and with our mm-hmm. words, our actions, a way of doing things that just makes people sit up and take notice, to be more generous than is expected, to do a more excellent job than is expected, that that carries the light. When we do what we do really well and we, we um, give people the most incredible kind of service, whatever sector that's in, you are carrying the light there because that is the Jesus way, in my opinion, to yeah. do things most excellently um, and most beautifully. So, I'm, I, yeah, I'm wanting to sort of breathe in and out more, this idea that that's what I do, mm. that when I do my normal work, I, I am carrying the light. Um, and then on a sort of a bigger level, I think there's this big question around purpose that people have. Um, yeah. And I really love to help people find purpose that's, that's what that's what I feel called to do but there is a longing mm. in my heart that people find that with with the Lord and I don't always get that opportunity I, I, obviously a lot of the time I don't at all but that, that's where some of the frustration comes when you you are working in a different sphere and you you, you want to carry Jesus into it um I know that really people can only fully find their purpose in knowing who who they're called to be you know mm. in Ephesians it says there's work that's set apart for us that only we can do since the beginning of time they're there Mm. for us to do it and and that is where our purpose is found um but I suppose what I can do is when I speak to people and I I I work in my field is I try to call out people who they are in their identity rather than it is what they do which I think is just so old hat now we've got to get past this identity and being what we do and our identity on being on, in who we are with him. I'm just going to read you a quote because I read this the other day. Um, and this is sort of what I would love to see um, happen in people's lives. This is mm. from Jesus and, the Dis- Jesus and the Disinherited. And it says, Jesus recognized with realism that anyone who permits another to determine the quality of his inner life gives into their hands the keys to his destiny. The awareness of being a child of God tends to stabilize the ego results in a new courage, fearlessness, and power. And I think wow. what I want to see happening is that we ref- we give people back the keys so that they stop yeah. putting the keys of their destiny into the hands of yeah. other people's opinions and what the world says about them. And actually, when they're then rooted in, in, in their relationship with God, they have a new courage and fearlessness and power um, that they would not otherwise have. So sort of wow. coupled with that, the, the last other thing around reform is I am passionate as you know already, Joy, are passionate about levelling the playing field. And if there's yeah. anything that will get me on my soapbox, it's inequality around poverty and opportunity and mm. people of um, people of wealth or people of privilege or people who've had some of the, the, the fortunate beginnings that even I've had, which wouldn't mm. say that fortunate, but, you know, way more fortunate than many others, that yeah. we level this playing field. And I've, I've realised that a driver for me to grow what I do is is actually based in this um, this levelling of the playing field, this this actual equality that I want to see in people's lives. So a re- another reform that I've sort of put into place in my own life this last this last year is to really formalise the the way my business can work in that way. So a proportion of all profits now from my company go to address the issue oh. of addressing talent. Um, and that has motivated me probably more than anything else to grow what I do and to make an impact yeah. because that is where what I do can make a, a reform on that bigger scale where I, you know, um, I can't reach all those people yet or ever. 
but can I be ensuring that the very seeds of my business are giving back to address the balance of the haves and the have-nots to sort of yeah. equal that out? And yeah, and that's really given me a lot of joy. And it's small scale compared to some great big businesses out there, but it, that's not important. It's it's mm. um it's again about saying I'm going to do this counterculturally, and you're going to have my profits, not my sales. Uh, sorry, you're going to have my sales, not my profits. It's actually sure. it's ten percent yeah. sales. You're going to have the first things. Uh, that comes into my business is going to go back out to things that really are on your heart, God, and I'm going wow. to sort of partner with you on that level. Wow, what an incredible partnership with God to help people find their purpose and to push into uh, leveling the playing field or um, speaking up and uh, doing your bit uh, to cause justice to flow I absolutely love that I'd love to just ask one really quick last question before um before we finish because the purpose yes. stuff has just got me like wanting like a bit more from you um how like talk us through how do you help people find their purpose like so regardless of whether it's you know includes Jesus I totally hear what you see it saying yeah. it's 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 hard not to get to the fullness of that but sure. um uh but just talk us through maybe just some of the tools, some of the things that you do, and also how how can people engage with you? Like, we'd love to hear that. Okay. So first of all, it does sound very grand, what I've just said, and the reality is the day in, day out of the normal plug, so it's lovely to hear that encouragement, but it just generally feels like, I'm, you know, I'm plugging away at what I do, but yeah, it is a wonderful partnership with God. Thanks for reminding me. Um, in terms of helping people find their purpose, I do use a, a really brilliant tool, which is now called Clifton Strengths. It used to be called Strength Finder. I think it's an absolutely excellent tool for the conversations I have with people. It helps people identify um, their, in my view, God-given talents and strengths and giftings that they need to learn to productively apply. So when I start to work with people on either coaching level or in their organization, those things may be in raw form. They may not be leveraged yet. They may not be invested in them. But they are their best starting place. And so much of the world looks at our weaknesses and the things that we aren't. I try to help people identify, um, have those sort of aha moments where they realize, actually, I, I can do that quite well. This brings me joy. When I do this, mm. people say I do it well. And I have lots of questions of discovery, really, to help people talk about times when they've achieved something or felt successful in something and, and what they did and how they contributed. And we look for clues. Uh, so what gives people joy and energy? Because essentially, the more we get to do those kind of things, mm. we need the more impact we have because actually we're fulfilled, we're in our state of flow, um, we're energized, and we're sort of really partnering with God in, in the way he's made us to be. And I really believe sort of 80% of what we do in our week should be in that zone. We all have to do the stuff we don't want to do, but actually we've got to get those proportions right um, so mm. that we can be giving our best. So I do use a tool called Strength to help people discover more. And it just gives us a bit of a shared language to start yeah. the conversation going. Uh, give people tasks to work on or reflective things to do. I'm actually doing the process of writing like a 40-day course on purpose, which will be like a activity every day. Um, wow. Early stages with that, but I'm really hoping that that can be something that could reach more people because they could yeah. hopefully it's going to be on an app and people can every day engage with a bit of a video and activity uh, to begin to discover their purpose. And um, it involves work. You know, it's not my job to just tell you. It's my job to teach and value yeah. you, encourage you, and um, and give you the feedback and help you have those sort of moments of um, 
illumination where you suddenly realise, oh, that's something that I did. What I find, just on that joy, last of all, I find a lot of people don't realise that what they do is quite brilliant and they sort of assume everybody thinks and behaves like they do. Yeah, and my sure, job yeah. is to reflect back to people. Other people don't do that. Other people don't think like you. Other people don't do what feels so natural to you. You just think it's easy because it comes easy to you. So a big part yeah. of my job is helping people realise that actually you do something that other people don't do. And so therefore yeah. you need to do more of that better than you were before that's essentially my job wow and so there's so much synergy with what we're uh doing through the glx community and um trying to just uh, encourage and mobilize the church the whole body of christ to be who god created them to be and so i know that there'll be people listening that um will just be really hungry for more so tell us um how we can connect with you online uh where we can find you on the different social platforms yeah, so my website is just being rebuilt because of the brand change, but it will soon be up and it's called hellosidekick.co. So that's where they can yeah. find that when it's up and running. But if they look for me on the social media platforms, I'm there as Hannah Lou Miller, as in Louise is my middle name, Hannah L-O-U Miller, and Miller is E-R. So they'll find me on Instagram. I'm also active on LinkedIn as well, and I'm on Twitter. So if people want to connect with me there, I'd love to, um, really love to do that. And there's often Great. little videos on there and sort of my tools and my sort of approach is often pushed through those channels. Wow, that's brilliant. Thank you. You are a woman after my own heart. I think you're amazing. <laughs> and I'm really, I'm really grateful that you've given us some time today uh, to share some of your insights uh, and some of the things that God's doing. It's really inspiring. And uh, we are praying uh, the utmost blessing on your ministry and your calling you. as you keep pursuing so God. Yeah. Thanks, Hannah. That's great. It's a pleasure and privilege. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, cool. And thanks to everyone for uh, listening. This has been the Exchange Podcast with Joy, uh, chatting to Hannah Miller, uh, talking about advancing the kingdom everywhere. We'd love to connect with you next time on the Exchange Podcast. <laughs>